Good morning and welcome to Overeaters Anonymous, a Vision for You Big Book Study. My name is Katie G and I'm a recovered compulsive overeater. Today is Monday, October 21st, 2019, and this is our 7 a.m. Eastern Standard Time meeting. Today, we are reading from the big book, Alcoholics Anonymous. We are in the chapter, How It Works. We are on page 62, starting with the third paragraph, This is a How and Why of It. And we're just going to read that one paragraph only. Today's readers are, and thanks for your service, the 12 Steps Bonnie M., the 12 Traditions, Pat M.S., and readers of the text are Russ M., Anita J., and Du L. The reference number for yesterday's special edition, so that's Sunday, October 20th, 2019, is 13,547. That's 13547. The OA Preamble. Overeaters Anonymous is a fellowship of individuals who through shared experience, strength, and hope are recovering from compulsive overeating. We welcome everyone who wants to stop eating compulsively. There are no dues or fees for members. We are self-supporting through our own contributions, neither soliciting nor accepting outside donations. OA is not affiliated with any public or private organization, political movement, ideology, or religious doctrine. We take no position on outside issues. Our primary purpose is to abstain from compulsive overeating, or excuse me, compulsive eating and compulsive food behaviors, and to carry the message of recovery through the 12 steps of OA to those who still suffer. Or our sole purpose, OA's fifth tradition states, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. At a Vision for You Big Book study, our message is that people who suffer from compulsive overeating can recover through abstinence and the practice of the 12 steps and 12 traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. I'll now ask Bonnie M. to please read the 12 steps. Bonnie, please go ahead. Good morning. These are the 12 steps of Overeaters Anonymous. One, we admitted we were powerless over food, that our lives had become unmanageable. Two, came to believe that a power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity. Three, made a decision to turn our will and our lives over to the care of God as we understood him. Four, made a searching and fearless moral inventory of ourselves. Five, admitted to God, to ourselves, and to another human being, the exact nature of our wrongs. Six, we're entirely ready to have God remove all these defects of character. Seven, humbly asked him to remove our shortcomings. Eight, made a list of all persons we had harmed and became willing to make amends to them all. Nine, made direct amends to such people wherever possible, except when to do so would injure them or others. Ten, continued to take personal inventory, and when we were wrong, promptly admitted it. 11, sought through prayer and meditation to improve our conscious contact with God as we understood him, praying only for knowledge of his will for us and the power to carry that out. 12, having had a spiritual awakening as a result of these steps, we tried to carry this message to compulsive overeaters and to practice these principles in all our affairs. Thank you. I'm Pat. 
Thank you, Bonnie M. I'm now going to ask Pat MS to please read the 12 traditions. Pat, please go ahead. Okay. Good morning, family. My name is Pat MS from Alabama. The 12 traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. One, our common welfare should come first. Personal recovery depends on OA unity. Two, for a group purpose, there is but one ultimate authority. A loving God as he may express himself in our group conscience. Our leaders are but trusted servants. They do not govern. Three, the only requirement for OA membership is a desire to stop eating compulsively. Four, each group should be autonomous except in matters affecting other groups or OA as a whole. Five, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. Six, an OA group ought never endorse, finance, or lend the OA name to any related facility or outside enterprise, lest problems of money, property, and prestige divert us from our primary purpose. Seven, every OA group ought to be fully self-supporting, declining outside contributions. Eight, Overeaters Anonymous should remain forever non-professional, but our service center may employ special workers. Nine, OA as such ought never be organized, but we may create service boards or committees directly responsible to those they serve. Ten, Overeaters Anonymous has no opinion on outside issues, hence the OA name ought never be drawn into public controversy. Eleven, our public relation policy is based on attraction rather than promotion. We need always maintain personal anonymity at the level of press, radio, films, television, and other public media of communication. Twelve, anonymity is the spiritual foundation of all these traditions, ever reminding us to place principles before personality. Thank you for allowing me to be a service. Thank you, Pat MS. All right, let's talk about how our meeting works. Our meeting focuses on the directions for recovery described in the Big Book of Alcoholics Anonymous. We read a paragraph or two from the literature and stop and share on what was read. Anyone can share, but we ask that you keep your sharing to the topic and literature we are discussing and that you keep your share to approximately three minutes. Singleness of purpose reminds us to identify as compulsive overeaters only. Our abstinence requirement for moderators is one year and for readers is six months. There is no abstinence requirement for sharing on topic. This meeting does request that your sharing be directly linked to what was read. We are sharing what the directions in the big book mean to us. To share, press star one to unmute. Once you are done sharing, let us know by saying pass then press star one to mute your phone. In order to have a quiet meeting, everyone's phone, except the speakers, should be muted. Today we resume our study of the big book. We're in the chapter, How It Works. We are on page 62 with the third paragraph. This is the how and why of it, and we're gonna read that one paragraph only. And I'm now gonna ask Russ M to get us started. Good morning, Russ. Good morning, Katie. Russ Sam, recovered compulsive overeater outside of Philly. Uh, this is the how and why of it. First of all, we had to quit playing God. It didn't work. Next, we decided that hereafter in this drama of life, 
God was going to be our director. He is the principal. We are his agents. He's the father, and we are his children. Most good ideas are simple, and this concept was a keystone of the new and triumphant arch through which we passed through freedom. All right. Um, we had to quit playing God. I mean, what more can we say? We have to surrender. And that's that's my daily battle every day. Uh, it's just a um, hand over everything, all life's frustrations, my control, the way I interact with my family and people I work with, and you know that's that's it's freed me. Although you know I'm, I battle that just like I've battled the food my whole life. You know, um, if I don't stick to working steps and working with others and using a 10th step and just applying this program to my life to surrender to God, I get into trouble. I get into trouble, get back into self-will, trying to direct people and uh, control and and try to get my way again. So uh, the key is for me is to continually surrender each aspect of my life to God and let him handle it and accept what comes down the pike. So, all right, thank you. Have a beautiful day. Love you guys. Thank you, Russ. And before I start taking names, I want to remind everybody or let you know if you've just joined us, we are in the chapter, How It Works. We're on page uh, 62. We are on the third paragraph. This is the how and the why of it. And our recommendation is if you haven't shared in the past day or two, you go ahead and give me your first name only, and uh, we'll have you share. Please go ahead. Jason K. Jason. Do L. Do. Susan H. Susan. Wow. Really? I thought Dana F. Be writing faster. Dana S. Miriam Dana K. F. Oh, you know what? Hang on. I got you, Miriam. Um, was that Tina S or was there also a Dana? Dana, is there a Dana? I didn't think so. All right, so I have Jason K, Do L, Susan H, Tina S, Miriam, and I didn't get the first initial of your last name, but I'll get that. So that's one, two, three, four, five, one more. Uh, and Jessica, my name's Jessica. Jessica, and the first initial of your last name, Jessica. S. Jessica S. Okay, that's a great lineup. So we have Jason K. Do L. Susan H. Tina S. Miriam, and I'll get the first initial of your last name, and Jessica S. Good morning, Jason. Please go ahead. Good morning. Um, this is Jason K., recovered compulsive eater from outside of Philadelphia. Um, glad to be here this morning. And, you know, for me, I see lots of promises in this big book. It's so exciting when we can get into this text and we can see it. Um, kind of brought to life, but we can look at our own lives and say that something has happened for us. And um, we have this simple, simple concept, and my mind likes to complicate things. In, in, my, in my addiction and in the food, everything seems so difficult, so heavy. I was so discouraged. I was so um, disheartened. Uh, but this uh, recovery idea, the, the process of recovery is relatively simple. Um, for me, what I looked at is in my four step, I wanted God to be my principal, my agent. I would pray and say, God, 
help me with this woman, help me get the girl, help me get the job, give me the power to do what I want to do. Um, and guess what? My sponsor said something profound to me. He said, that's not the way it works. That's not how God works. Um, I would sit in judgment, and I'm still prone to this at times today, sit in judgment as if I was uh, looking at the world and thinking, this shouldn't be like that. This should be like this. He should do that. She should do this. And I felt like I knew better. I felt like I could be God sitting on the throne, sitting on high, passing judgment over the entire world. And I had opinions about everything, everything and everyone and what they should or shouldn't be doing, um, which left me feeling very, very resentful, um, very discouraged. And one spiritual teacher I follow says, who needs God if we have your opinion? Um, and because that's me trying to play God, trying to pass judgment, um, you know, like I said, sitting, sitting on high. Um, so thank God I don't have to do this anymore. Um, I've had the experiment of trying to live life on those terms and those conditions. And guess what? It didn't work out very well. I burned my life to the ground. And at the very end, I was suicidal, barely hanging on to um, functionality in terms of a, of a job, thinking maybe I'm going to quit my job that I had worked so hard for because I just couldn't do that. So today we have a keystone here. We have a triumphant arch through which we can pass freedom. Today I ask God, what is your will for me? How can I be of service to you? How can I help you and your kids? And, and when I say that, I feel something inside of me comes to life. I feel a certain power, a certain assurance, a certain energy that uh, I believe is God coming to me, God's power. Um, alive and awake and working within me, and thank God for that. And um, with that, I'll pass. Thank you. Thank you, Jason K. Next up, we'll have Du L followed by Susan H. Du L, good morning. Good morning. Uh, this is Du L, recover compulsive reader from New York. I'm going to set my timer. Um, so here we are. This is the how and the why of it. And, you know, in the beginning of this chapter um, on, on page 60, it said that the first requirement is that we be convinced that any life run on self-will can hardly be a success. And we talked about, you know, how self-will, when we're in self-will, we're orchestrating or trying to control and trying to come up with our own outcomes. Now, here we are in the how and why of it, right? The second requirement is that we quit playing God. And what does that look like? You know, and, and they're getting into it. And they're saying, you know, the, the, the outcome is that we need to let go of outcome. That's it. Let go of outcome. Surrender. Um, and that's what surrender means. I'm not trying to orchestrate uh, a result from something but I'm trying to let go of the results. And, and what does that look like? You know, um, when I get sick and tired of being sick and tired and I realize that I don't have the power to run my life because every time I try to run my life and I try to orchestrate things my way, I make a mess of it. My life becomes unmanageable. My life becomes futile. Um, I, just get into all these, uh, you know, I become the common denominator in all my problems and all my misfortunes and all of the decision making that I do on my own. And whether little decisions or big decisions, 
if I look back at my step one, I've always made a mess of it. So I needed something greater than myself, a power greater than myself in order to run my life. And at this point in time, I'm saying I'm going to do that. I'm going to let God of my own understanding, I've come up with my own conception of step two. Now I'm just going to let that power run my life. And what is that going to look like for me? You know, um, and it says the simple ideas that are the 12 steps are going to be the keystone and the triumphant way in which I do this process. And um, now I'm making the decision to let, to go through that process and let God take care of me without me trying to orchestrate results or outcome. And that's hard. That's hard for the compulsive overeater to do because we're always trying to grab on. We're always trying to hold on. And the hardest thing, which is the simplest thing, is to let go. And so here we are at this step making that decision and um, grateful to just let it go because it's so much easier. And with that, I pass. Thank you, Duel. Next up, we'll have Susan H., followed by Tina S. Good morning, Susan. Good morning. Thank you for your service. This is Susan H., Recovered Compulsive Overeater in Ohio. And I'm so glad I am listening today because uh, fear has been coming up in uh, in my discussions with with fellows in program, and uh, so often fear to me is taking back our power, trying to work hard enough to bend the world our way. And I'm reminded every time that HP is in control, and there's so much peace in accepting that. What really jumped out at me is, first of all, we had to quit playing God. It didn't work. Uh, We have a fellow that uh, repeats again and again to do God's work, Don't try to do God's job. When we are working to our own ends, which if you're like me, that comes up again and again. Uh, If only I work hard enough, I can bend the world my way. Well, I can't. I really can't. It is good, and it is a relief, and it is peaceful and serene to face the fact that God is going to be our director. He's the principal. We are his agents. Uh, I I love it when these things keep coming to me and coming to me because I know it's my higher power working to teach me something that I either forgot (laughs) or I just need to, to bring out to help others. So I am very grateful for what my life looks like today and uh, grateful to discuss it with fellows in program. And thank you for listening to me. I will pass. Thank you, Susan H. All right, next up we'll have Tina S. followed by Miriam. Tina, good morning. Good morning, Katie. Thanks so much for your service. Tina S., Recovered Compulsive Eater anorexic in Florida. Wow, some great stuff. You know, uh, back to the paragraph right before this, it, the last sentence says, we had to have God's help. And then it then it tells me how and why that I get God's help. And first of all, I had to quit playing God. And why? Because it didn't work. 
You know, when I first came in here, I didn't understand that. People said I was playing God. I didn't get it. You know, I didn't really get it until, you know, until I looked at my life and how I tried to make things happen. If only you did this, if only he did that, you know, if it happened like this. And I love that it was talked about all this control because I was such a controller. You know, and bottom line was it didn't work. It didn't work. And, and when I get to, to exhausting all my efforts, and I had to get there for sure, because as long as I thought I had a plan, then I wasn't relying on God's. You know, I had to exhaust all mine in many different ways in my life. You know, and then I, you know, then I came to believe that there was a power greater than myself, duh, bottom line. And through the process of making a decision and doing the rest of the steps, then and only then for me did I come to that understanding of that there was a God and I was not it. And that, you know, if I looked at him as the director, him as the principal and and me as an agent, you know, that then maybe I could do some good in this world. And then maybe I could have some good in this world for myself. You know, and initially it was probably if I did something good, maybe I that maybe I would get something was the first uh, reason that I did anything. And then today, you know, I help others because I because I want them to have what I have been so freely given. And it's only through the process. And I love the previous shares. You know, when I get here, I am defeated, and I have to be. But there is so much more out there for me through the transformation and, and the process of the 12 steps and the spiritual awakening. And, and I'm so grateful to be on the line and that I have a life today beyond my wildest dreams. And with that, I'll pass. Thanks. Thank you, Tina S. Okay, next up we'll have Miriam. And if Miriam, if you kindly give me the first initial of your last name. And after Miriam, we are going to have a special announcement. Miriam, what is the first initial of your last name? J. Miriam J. All right, Miriam, you're up. Thanks. Good morning, Katie. Thank you for your service. Um, so this paragraph, um, you know, it ends with this concept of the keystone of that new and triumphant arch through which we passed to freedom. Um, as a child, my life was really kind of chaotic, and I learned that in order to survive, I had to do my best do my best to control things around me to make sure that I you know ate and that I could do what I needed to do as a child um and then nobody ever taught me until a program that you know that skill was not really uh, a good life skill <laughs> and so by the time I was an adult and be, you know and 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 an addict uh you know, I had to learn through these 12 steps how to live life um, in a way that worked. And certainly control was not working for me. Um, And so I had to quit playing God because controlling things to survive really morphed into playing God, thinking I knew what was best. And I came by that very honestly. It wasn't that I was an egomaniac. It was that that's what I thought people did. Um, anyway, I, you know, I had to quit playing God. And I have to tell you that that has been part of the hardest aspect of working these steps and, and recovering is really, is really letting God be God and going with his, his, his will 
going with the flow and and being okay with that. And my life has been absolutely crazy off the books lately. And um, and I just let go. It, you know, when, sometimes when it's so overwhelming, there's not even a chance of controlling it. So, you know, in those days, uh, letting go and letting God be God is easier for me. And I did. And I've had a week of crazy, crazy stuff, some really serious and dangerous and, and not good. And I'm good. I'm good. I do what I can do. I do what I think is the next right thing. And, and here I am. I'm abstinent. I'm serene. I'm a little sad about things that are happening around me. But it's good. You know, when I can relinquish those reins and let God be God uh, and do the next right thing, I do find that freedom uh, through that arch. And I am immensely grateful for that. Thank you. Thank you, Miriam J. Okay, we're going to pause in our regularly scheduled program to introduce Julie R. from California for an advertisement. Good morning, Julie. Good morning, and everybody knows what time it is. It is convention time. When is it? November 15th to the 17th at the Marriott Hotel Convention Center at Newark, New Jersey, Liberty International Airport. If you need more information, don't hesitate to go to www.avisionforyou.info. And also please add that the Renaissance rooms are available. Renaissance is so, so convenient to the convention and it's priced with the dedicated door-to-door speedy limousine service available for attendees. But hurry because registration closes October 24th and 800 of your best friends will be there. Are you ready? Are you ready to be enveloped with the spirit of the big book? To be with hundreds and hundreds of your fellows, some recovered, some in the process, some in relapse or new to OA? What a weekend this will be, unlike any other convention you've attended. Can you hear that? Can you hear the sound? It's the gentle sound of our collected spirits beating as one as we trudge this happy road together in just 25 days. Don't miss this opportunity to thrive, to grow, and to bask in the power of the big book. Thank you, Julie R. So love the passion and enthusiasm. And hey, just a gentle reminder for everyone, if we could all stay off speakerphones and make sure that our line is muted when we're not sharing, that would help us all enjoy the meeting. We're going to wrap up this group of people with Jessica S. Jessica, please go ahead. Jessica, press star one, please. Sorry about that. Hi, my name is Jessica. I'm a compulsive person. Uh, I've been with you guys for a few years now, uh, working on some increased abstinence, um, and at least at the compulsion level, the the shopping compulsion level. And um, I'm on the phone with you now. Um, I'm in between uh, jobs. Uh, trying to get into a good placement, um, exploring change in geography. Uh, But I have learned that uh, through the 12 steps and the recommendations that are made in the big book, 
you know, that, uh, that, that things do pass on. And so any of the havoc that I caused or am causing through food or budgeting, um, you know, that, that this, this group and working with others uh, is definitely a good solution. Um, I do read excerpts out of the big book almost every day. I try to include the big book. Uh, the uh, Declaration of Independence. I do read out of the Declaration of Independence and the amendments, and then uh, just for today in my meditations. And um, you know, I highly recommend that uh, that any of the new people here keep coming back. You know, and explore opportunities. You know, in your area for increased fellowship or um, for activities. Um, I think you know there's a good message here, and always remember. The only requirement for membership is a desire to stop eating compulsively. Thank you. Thank you, Jessica. And just a few reminders before I take my next group. We are um, studying the big book Alcoholics Anonymous only today, and we are commenting on the chapter How It Works. We're commenting on page 62 with the third paragraph, our experience with that one paragraph, this is the how and the why of it. And if you've not shared in the last day or two, want to give me your first name and last initial, I'd love to take your name. Lisa, Georgia. All right. I've got Lisa, Craig, and Georgia. Who is that from Georgia? That was Chuck. Chuck. I had a feeling that was you. So I've got Lisa B, Craig S, Chuck C. No. Chuck, what's the first initial of your last name? I'll get Chuck it. Chuck um, Chuck K, got it. Okay, who else do we have? Loretta Melissa H. Loretta H. Loretta H, okay. Melissa P. Melissa P, and one more. Anyone else want to throw their hat in the ring? Okay, we have Lisa B, Craig S, Chuck K, Loretta H, and Melissa P, and reminder, no speakerphones, and uh, Lisa, please go ahead. Good morning. My name is Lisa B, and I'm a recovered compulsive overeater in Greenville, South Carolina, and thank you, Katie, for your service, and everyone that's here on this wonderful meeting. I am on a headset, so hopefully it doesn't sound like I'm on a speakerphone, but um, I just wanted to share my experience with this wonderful paragraph. Um, I, my illness wants me to isolate, and I, I also can try and be perfect. And I found that um, in this program, I often don't want to do anything until I can be assured that I'm going to do it perfectly. And what I have found is that this is a messy process. I need to jump in in the middle of this wonderful fellowship and just go for it. And it's not going to be perfect. I'm going to slip, well, I'm not going to slip in my food, hopefully with God's grace. That's, that's the one thing I needed to be assured of, that I understand what black and white entire abstinence is. But just the process of going through these steps, I'm not going to do it perfectly. Just interacting with the fellowship and doing service work and doing my step work and sharing my step work with my fellows and working with others, I'm not going to do any of it perfectly. And sometimes I just want to hide off in the corner until I feel like I get everything perfect and then come out and interact. And it just, it doesn't work that way. Um, so that's my experience. Uh, that's me trying to control, trying to run the show. And I have to 
interact as a we, part of the we, and, and just let everything hang out and be real, you know, and be messy. Um, the thing that I love here is it says uh, triumphant, victorious. You know, this illness wants me to believe that this is truly hopeless, full of despair and failure, and why bother? Why try? And, and that is a lie of the illness. But when I come in this group and other healthy meetings and I hear recovered fellows, I hear the triumphant, the victory that this, prom, this program promises. This big book and utilizing these steps um, shows me that I will not want to compulsively eat. You know, that was the hope that was given to me. And then I love the word concept. This is a new concept for me. I have to be open to new concepts, new ideas. My ways don't work. And I'm still learning that today as a recovered fellow in the messiness of this and struggling with perfectionism and trying to hide out and be perfect and then come out. I just need to come out and be real and, and let you all know that I am a human being, not a human doing, and it's all with God's spirit inside of me that's awakened as a result of these steps. And I'm so grateful for all of you. Thank you. I pass. Thank you, Lisa B. Okay, next up we'll have Craig S. followed by Chuck K. Good morning, Craig. Good morning, Katie. Thanks for your service. Good morning. Um, this is Craig F. Recovered in Tulsa, Oklahoma. The uh, he he's pounding home this idea here again that that really if when you look for it he pounds home all the way through this book and that is that um, you can't play God that we have to live life on God's terms uh, and you know that was a difficult subject for me you know I'm so self reliant so uh, self uh, 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 absorbed that I couldn't see that. You know, I could pray and say, God, give me the power to carry out the job. But the, the idea of praying to say, God, give me the, the strength to just accept life on, on your terms, the life on as it comes to, uh, to not try to be in control of everybody and everything, you know, um, it, it just it goes against the grain of my upbringing, against the grain of my of my uh, character and my nature in so many ways. But yet, it was that uh, angst, that uh, internal conflict that built up around trying to control everybody and everything around me that caused that buildup of emotion that I ate over, that I drank over, and uh, you know. I, I, I want to point out that, of course, we're in the third step, and in a couple of paragraphs, we're going to do the third step prayer. And, and in the third step prayer, he's going to say, we're going to say, I offer myself to God to to build with me and do with me as God wills. Uh, relieve me the bondage of self that I may better do your will. Uh, take away my difficulties that victory of them may bear witness to those I would help us. Your power, your love, your way of life. May I do your will always. And and then over in the seventh step, we're going to say, my creator, I'm now willing that you should have all of me, good and bad. I pray that you remove from me every single defective character which stands in the way of my usefulness to you and my fellows. Grant me strength as I go out from here to do uh, your bidding. Amen. In other words, help me get out of the way. Help, help my my will get get out of the way, 
help me get to that eleventh uh, step prayer that essentially says, uh, you know, I um, guide my thoughts and actions today, and show me how I can be of service to you and others. Not, you know, it, it doesn't say point me how I'm supposed to go, and I've got it from here. Uh, even it says, you know, guide my thoughts and actions, and show me how to be of service to you and to my fellows. And when I can get that mindset and keep that mindset, then I'm in recovery. And with that, I pass. Thanks, Katie. Hey, thank you, Craig S. All right, next up, we will have Chuck K, followed by Loretta H. Good morning, Chuck. Good morning. It's Chuck K from Georgia. How are you? Chuck, you're being heard, or you were. Are you talking? Oh, uh, no. I was waiting to see if I was being heard. I'm sorry. Sorry, I muted myself. Crossover of lines. Please go ahead. Thank you. Sorry about that. So this is Chuck K. Recovered in Georgia, and the thing that I was thinking about is the how and why of it. And what I have to realize is that my life is full of my choices. Every day I have a number of choices to make. And I've said before, I've got two in each case. I can either make the self-centered Chuck decision based off my character defects and the way I've always lived my life, or I can make the decision to allow God help me make a decision on what I'm to do next. And it's really as simple as that. And when I look at the steps, the steps really are just a way for me to make different choices in my life. And that's really what the steps are about. They give me another choice. Instead of acting this way that I'm even even used to acting and comfortable acting, even though it's driving me crazy and making me insane, it's what I know, I have another set of choices to make. And one of the things that I realized is there was a problem that I had in my family that consumed me. It was with my dad. And I was talking to a fellow this morning, and and one of the things I realized is I I don't deal with that anymore. It's a miracle in my life. Now, has the behavior in this other person changed? No. They continue to act the way they do. They don't have a program. They don't have another way to behave. I do. And what do you know? If I apply the steps to my life, I can come to a place in my life where the thing that drove me crazy, I have a 22-year-old boy that has not seen his dad cry. But if that happens, I'll go off and cry a whole day about it. Big alligator tears. I don't do that anymore. And it was because I decided to let God enter in my life and prove to me that he is willing and capable to help me make my decisions, to lead God and direct me. But I had to do something at the beginning. I had to challenge God. I had to challenge my conception. I had to challenge everything that I thought I knew. And how did I do that? I let the steps prove God's love to me by being willing to go through the steps, clear the wreckage of my past, continue on the work, get the blessings that God was just so eager to give me. He was able to say, make this choice. Don't make this choice. And now look at the rewards that I have received. And they are blessings and they are wonderful to come from something that consumed my life to something that doesn't bother me anymore. Hi, and, the, and the 
and the behavior has not changed in the other person. The behavior changed with me. I'm very thankful for that blessing, and thank you for allowing me to share. Thank you, Chuck K. All right, next up we'll have Loretta H., followed by Melissa P. Good morning, Loretta. Katie, can you hear me? This is Loretta H. Yep, and moving forward, friends, I will. what I'll do is if I can't hear you, I'm going to be loud and say I can't hear you. Otherwise, thank let's you. just go for it. Okay. Okay. Thank you, and thank, thank you, you for your service, and thank you for the healing meeting, everyone who spoke before me. This is Loretta H. from Raleigh, and I definitely am a compulsive overeater, anorexic, grace with God's abstinence for today. And I love this. This is the how and why of it. The why of it is because we get to, or I get to pass through to uh, the road to freedom, and the uh, uh, or that's the why. <laughs> okay. I'm always so nervous when I speak on this line. And how to do it. This book tells us how to do it. This book is magical. It's miraculous. It's everything. And as I always share, I every morning I read 83 through 88. And it says, here we ask God for an, an intuitive thought or decision. We relax. Take it easy. We don't struggle. We are often surprised how the right answers come after we have tried this for a while. And sometimes the answers don't come as I want them to come. But if I am assured that he is my employer, he is the director, he is the principal, he and I am just an agent. As somebody said, I always wanted to do God's job. And today, I don't have that luxury because I didn't come into the room till I was 54. And I made a big mess. It didn't look like it, but I had made the biggest mess of my life. And at the end, I was dying and dead. I came to OAs just crawling because I was so desperate because I had done such a terrible job of, you know, managing my life. And today, with God's grace, working the steps, practicing the principles in all my affairs, I have had a spiritual awakening. And as I've shared, I consider I do have a food plan, which I follow every day, and my alcoholic foods are removed. But that, for me, isn't my abstinence because my abstinence is helping others, practicing the principles in all my affairs and working these steps as like my hair is on fire because this is a design for living and I need a design for living from somebody other than myself. And that somebody is my higher power who basically carries me if I let him and he does in God's grace. Thank you. And thank you all for your healing shares. And I hopefully have will have a blessed day. And so will you following thank the you, directions in the big book. Thank you. Thank you. And just a reminder, we're on page 62 with the third paragraph. We're reading and discussing that our experience with that one paragraph only. This is the how and why of it. Okay, next up we'll have Melissa P. And then hopefully we'll have time for a few more shares. Melissa, please go ahead. Hey, good morning, everyone. Thank you so much for your service. Good morning, everyone. Happy Monday. Um, this is Melissa P. from Buffalo, soon to be the uh, Lake Effect Snow capital of the world. And when I read this paragraph, it makes me think of snow, and it makes me think of driving in the car with my husband 
and I'm the one that's pressing the invisible brake, and I'm grabbing onto the side of the door, and I'm nervous, and I'm anxious, and I get angry and irritable, and I fight in my head while he's driving every decision. And I think about this in my program and how for a long time before coming to OA, that's how I lived my life, except it was God that I was pumping that invisible brake or wanting to drive faster, wanting to do things differently, and it was hard. Every day it was hard, and I was fighting in my brain all the time with God about why is it like this, or you should do that, or you should, you know, do this, follow my plan. It's easier. And what do I do when I get behind the wheel in a snowstorm? I put us in a ditch. You know, and that was my life. I was in a ditch. I was 320 pounds and angry and had miracles all around me, and I couldn't see any of it. You know, and now as I get into the steps and I try to live by these principles, and, you know, thank God every day we get a restart and a repeat to do it. I don't have to live like that anymore, you know, that he's the father and we're his children and I'm starting to live my life like a little kid in the back seat of the car just along for the ride, you know, trusting. I can fall asleep. I can enjoy the scenery and that's that's really what it is for me is that when I go up against God and I'm not using my tools, it's harder, you know, and I feel a lot of feelings and I don't have to live like that anymore. I just have to ask for direction and do the next best thing, you know, and is it always what I think it should be? Of course not. There are things that God's given to me that are better than anything that I could imagine, you know, and so I just keep my eyes on the beautiful scenery of the world and enjoy my fellows and enjoy this program and enjoy the life that God gave me to to live, and that's all it is. It's helping others and trusting God will get you where you need to go. And my life's a lot easier now. And I can take my foot off that invisible break and just enjoy the ride. So thank you so much. I hope you guys have a great day. And with that, I'll pass. Charles thank H. you, Melissa P. Hello, Charles H. Okay, hang on one second, my enthusiastic, uh, passionate visionaries. So I uh, just <laughs> it's 746. So we have four plus five, that's nine minutes or so. We have Charles H. And just in case you have forgotten, we are in the chapter, How It Works, page 62, third paragraph. This is the how and why of it. Besides Charles, there is a woman who said her name. What was your name? Christina J. Christina J. Okay, so after Charles and Christina, so that's one, two, three, four, five, six. Let's do one more. Anita B. Anita B. Clearly, I was not a um, mathematics scholar, but that's okay because I think I did some math accurately, hopefully, <laughs> and God's with us. All right, Charles, please go ahead. Thank you very much. That's fear right there, and I, I rebuke that fear. You know, we are, we are building an ark. It says it, right? And we've got to stop trying to play God. This is why the steps are here. This is the, we're, we're at a turning point right now. Um, we're not going to be perfectionism, and I heard this at uh, this is borrowed. I ain't, I ain't that 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 good, right? Perfectionism is the highest form of spiritual abuse. It is. Stop saying sorry. The steps are here for the sorry, right? 
you ain't going to be do this perfect. You're going to slip up. You're going to step on people's toes. I'm going to step on their toes. But the steps is here daily. We turn into that pumpkin at 1201. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, I'm so scared. Well, work the steps. Stop saying you're sorry. It's about some action. It's about making a decision. We're building an arc. We're building an arc, and the arc needs to be built every single day. I'm leaving time on the clock. I'm done. Holy smokes, Charlie. Super fast. Okay. Uh, Thank you. Christina J. next, and Anita B. Christina, good morning. Please go ahead. Good morning, Katie. Thank you for your service this morning. Um, You know, I've been reflecting on this because when I first read this, it was like, quit playing God. Um, God was going to be my director. He was the principal. We are his agents. He is the father. We are his children. I love those ideas. And um, I thought I had him in my life. I really, really did. But my life wasn't working out. I, I just couldn't figure out why. At all, I couldn't figure out why. Why wasn't things in my life working out, my career, my relationships? Um, the keystone of the new and triumphant arch, I thought I had that. But why Why couldn't I get the food down? Why, why couldn't I uh, get these promises? Why did everyone else seem to have the sunlight of the spirit and the best life they've ever had and blah, blah, blah? I just was, like, baffled. But you know what I had to do first? I had to take step one, and I had to take step two. I had to admit I was powerless over alcohol, food, that my life was unmanageable. I didn't think my life was unmanageable. That was the problem for me in step one. And the problem in step one was that I couldn't get the food down. It's like I would get those cravings and uh, maybe I'd get three days, but then after the three days came the feelings and the emotions. And was I doing what my sponsor told me to do, which is make reach, outreach calls and get those gods in skin to help me? No, I wasn't. I was still running on my own power, thinking God would help me if I just went to the bathroom and prayed. I had to start reaching out. I had to reach out in those moments of absolute desperation so I could get step one down. The food had to be down before I could begin to see that my life was unmanageable, before I could see that I was running my life and I was making decisions and thinking it was God. That's why it wasn't working out. And once I passed over that, Line in the sand, cross that threshold to where I begin to say, you are my manager. I don't have to worry about that anymore. It was a little bit of a struggle because I was running my life a certain way and I thought that's the way I was going to run it the rest of my life. But I now have surrendered one day at a time. I ask God to help me. And I'm, I'm, I'm like a boat out in the ocean. I, I have some oars. I'm not sure which way I'm supposed to row, but God is my compass. And I don't have all the answers yet. He's taken his time with my new direction, but i got to trust that process. He's my father, and I love this. I'm his child. I, we are his children. I have, I, have a, um, I have that keystone. It's not cruciatingly strong yet, but every day that I work this, I get to pass through to freedom. Every day can be a day of freedom. So thank you for letting me share and... Uh, love everyone and jump on board if you're new and get through those first couple of steps and get on to this third one and you'll start to have the miracles with that I pass. Thank you, Christina J. All right, next up we'll have Anita B. Good morning, Anita. Good morning, Katie. Thank you so much. This is Anita B. from New Jersey, uh, recovering one day at a time. And uh, right now I'm on step four, but um, when I read this paragraph but mostly when I hear everyone share, I'm just so grateful so that I don't feel alone. 
so I don't feel like, you know, I can't do this, that I'm not I'm not enough, I'm not strong enough, I'm not smart enough, I'm not enough to to surrender because that is so hard because I've spent my whole life controlling every minute of every day of mine, my kids, my everybody, my job, everything. And so uh, to surrender is something I need to do in every aspect of my life every day because I wake up every day struggling to surrender and not want to control it. And so I'm just so grateful for all the shares because it helps me not feel alone and it helps me to continue on with this process and with that I'll pass. Thank you for letting me share. Thank you, Anita B. All right, friends. Who's got that desire that hasn't shared in the last day or two? We have like two and a half minutes. Star one. Rosie M. Rosie M, please go ahead. Hi, thanks, Katie, for your service and everyone for being here. This is my first time to share on Vision for You, and I'm really loving having the opportunity to hear all of you and help me sort things out. I really have been struggling with trying to work on whether to make amends or not to a daughter-in-law who's got some mental illness, and you guys really helped me clarify today that I just need to know and trust that God will work things out and perfect timing will be on his uh, time to frame and table, not mine. With that, I leave time on the clock, and I thank you all for being there. Look forward to seeing you in New Jersey. Oh, my. Oh, my goodness. Thank you. What a, what a goof. One more. 30 seconds here, one minute share. One minute. This is Erin P. May I share? Yep, you have one minute. Please go ahead. Okay, great. Thank you so much, Erin P., recovering compulsive overeater and um, as I was listening to this being read what was coming to mind was where it is in the steps in terms of um, being willing I guess for me I had to get to a place where I admitted I was powerless over my life and that my life had become unmanageable and powerless over food of course Um, and then I had to come to believe in a power that actually could restore me to sanity Um, so I had to be able to see that there were insane things I was doing in my life And then I also really had to believe that there was something else that could fix me. It wasn't just that it would or wanted to, but that it could. Um, And then as I stepped into that, I started to go, okay, maybe I can trust and turn my life over to this power. Um, So I think it's so helpful to remember where it is in the actual process of working the steps. And as I do that, then I am more willing to let go of the grip and just trust that the next right thing is of my higher power as well. Um, So with that, I will pass. Thank you. Thank you to everyone. What a fantastic meeting. Okay. Thanks for everyone who shared. Please join us for a second unrecorded hour of study immediately following our closing. The share ID from Monday, October 21st is 13,548. That's 13548. We will now close with the reading from the big book on page 164, followed by the serenity prayer. Will Anita J. please read A Vision for You? Our our book is meant to be suggestive only. Hello, Anita. Hello there, Katie. Yes, thank you for your service. Hello, everybody. This is Anita J. Recovered um, in Massachusetts. Our book is meant to be suggestive only. We realize we know only a little, 
God will constantly disclose more to you and to us. Ask him in your morning meditation what you can do each day for the man who is still sick. The answers will come if your own house is in order. But obviously, you cannot transmit something you haven't got. See to it that your relationship with him is right, and great events will come to pass for you and countless others. This is the great fact for us. Abandon yourself to God and you understand God. Um, admit your faults to him and to your fellow. Clear away the wreckage of your past. Give freely of what you find and you will and join us. We shall be with you in the fellowship of the Spirit and you will surely meet someone some of us as you trudge the road of happy destiny. May God bless you and keep you until then.